Welcome to the 1% Mindset Podcast, where we know that everything starts from the shoulders up before it starts from the shoulders down. We believe in discipline and hard work. We also understand that it really takes a mindset to achieve anything that you go after. What's going on, guys? This is Mike with the 1% Mindset Podcast. I have the lovely Olenike with me of Selfish Babe. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excellent. I'm excellent. So uh, I want to dive right in. And you have done a lot of amazing things for amazing women, which is all around self-love, right? Mm-hmm. So before I even get into it, I want to speak about the name change or the name for social media, uh, Olenike. Uh, it says, I know your birth name is Vanessa White. So how yeah. did that name kind of come about? Um, that name came about because about a year and a half ago, um, I was in a sister circle in Tallahassee, Florida, and a sister circle is just a group of women that meet up, you know, once a week to practice self-love. We were using Queen of Fua's book, The Sacred Woman. In her book, she talks about self-love affirmations, the womb space, and really just um, kind of being aware. So we were all kind of in that headspace. And at that same time, we were all looking or dabbling in African spirituality. So there's an African spirituality practice called Ifa coming from Nigeria, from the Yoruba people. And there's actually an African village in the States. It's the first and only African village in the States, in South Carolina. It's called Oyatunji. And you can actually go there for an African naming ceremony, for head cleanings, and to also see and learn more about Ifa. And so me and my friends took a trip. It was my idea. I was like, I want to, you know, do an African naming ceremony. And so um, we took a trip to South Carolina, rented out a house, stayed for the weekend. And we did the ceremony. And it was, it was very beautiful. It was very spiritual. And it was very divine. And so while I was getting my name changed, there's a Babalawa. And basically, he's known as a priest. And basically, he will divine on your name. He will select your name from a book. But he's going to divine on it to see if it's the right name. And so when he was coming up with my name, the name that came about was Olenike Osibowale. Olenike means this child, our precious wealth and riches should be pampered. And Osibowale means the chief has returned. And so from that experience, um, I've had other experiences after that that has shown me that that is my African given name, that that name is very divine for me. And so on social media, instead of saying my birth name, which is Vanessa White, I love my birth name. I have no problem with my birth name, but I do know in the world, people will know me as Olenike. And I love, I love what it means. Um, And so that's the name I I decide to use on social media. So Olenike, OC, Olenike. (laughs) Nice. Uh First thing that stuck out was Tallahassee, Florida. So um, I'm actually uh, from Florida, well, partially. So I went to USF, but I'm familiar with Tallahassee because I know you, uh, FSU and FAM was there. Was, were you there for school or you just happened to end up in Tallahassee? Yeah, I was there for school. So I grew up in Sunrise, Florida, Fort Lauderdale area. And then I really wanted to get away, but still be in the same state. And so Tallahassee uh, was the option. I I got into Florida State University through a program called the CARE Program. And wow. um, then for grad school, I went to FAMU and studied community psychology. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. You know, it's, 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 it's really amazing how close, you know, everyone is. So I'm, I actually, actually grew up in like Pembroke Pines area. So not too oh, far from yeah. Sunrise, Broward <laughs> County. Uh, so I'm familiar with far. Sunrise. <laughs> 
and my sister actually went through the care program as well and then in the really yes so she graduated i graduated 20 she graduated in 2014 really Um, i graduated 2014 what's your sister's name dominique i gotta know her last name ducil dominique ducil i know her she was a care um coach wasn't she she was I think we did the same uh, care, like after the care program, I became like a care mentor for new incoming care students. So yeah, I know who she is. That's dope. Small <laughs> that <is> world. so <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you know, so, I was like, nobody just randomly goes to Tallahassee, right? When you, if you're, unless you're from Tallahassee, it's, you got to be to school, right? And because yes. I was in Florida, I was Small world, it's amazing wow. how it happens. So, <laughs> I picked up on, up on that quick. So, uh, that's that's great, that's amazing. Um, yeah, kind of threw me off. I was like, the care, like, I'm familiar with this, like, I know this. Uh, so, <laughs> no, so, that's good. So, tell, so now that you 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 went through that, uh, you went to South Carolina, you have your birth, you know, you got your African name. Mm-hmm. When did so, well? First of all, you have two amazing companies, and I want to—I'll tackle the first one, which is Selfish Babes first. But when did that come about? Okay, so um, Selfish Babe came is my second company, and it came Selfish. after my first company, Goddess Detox. Okay. Um, Selfish Babe came about because with Goddess Detox, I was selling a self-love inspired product. And I was also doing a lot of Instagram lives every Thursday, and I would talk about the stuff that I was learning through like Queen of Fools book, Sacred Woman, and just my life journey, and just me diving more into the power of the subconscious mind and personal development and changing your mindset and self-love. That was always the core was self-love. And so through Goddess Detox, something that came up to me was that you can have a self-love product, but and you can use it, but that doesn't mean you really know how to love yourself. That doesn't really mean that you're doing the actions to love yourself. I mean, we can call it self-care, yeah, but do you at your core, feel like you're loving yourself. And so I was taking a lot of different personal development courses online and they all had different logins. And to be honest, after a while, I was like, dang, I wish all this whole, this whole personal development self-love stuff was all in one spot. And I wish I had the same login. I don't want to have to freaking remember my login for five different things and have to go on my laptop. I was like, you mean these are just barriers to me getting my shit done honestly that's that's what it is and so and i was honest about my i was honest with myself about that and so with selfish babe i was like i want something that women can go to that they don't really have to log in like that it's a one-stop shop for self-love and it's on their phone because we always have our phone 24 hours of the day basically and so i came up with selfish babe and i call it like a personal a personal uh, development lifestyle brand that teaches women how to selfishly and authentically love themselves. Because for me, as being a woman and also just seeing other women, you know, we give a lot in life. We give a lot to other people. And I feel like we don't give enough to ourselves. And I felt like if we were a little bit more selfish with ourselves and our time and our energy and doing what we actually want to do, then a lot more women would be happier. And because a lot more women are happier, everybody else is happier. You know what I'm trying to say? And also women knowing their worth and knowing when to leave sucky ass relationships and different things like that. And so affirmations has always been a core of both of my businesses. And so when I was like, I want to come up with this app that gives out a daily affirmation. And when I say a daily affirmation, a daily real affirmation. One thing for me about Selfish Babe is like, I don't want it to be this like boring, outdated idea of self-love and personal development. Sometimes 
I think that with our older spiritual leaders, they have a leg of a lot of great information, but I kind of want to make it relatable to millennials. And so for, and sometimes in my affirmations, I will have a curse word or I will use slang because for me, that's relatable. It makes it more fun and it makes it more real because it's not like, oh, this love and light, peace and light all the time. That's not what really self-love is. It's back, It's both. You know, it's like you can um, be a spiritual person but love to twerk on a Saturday night. And that don't mean that you're not loving yourself. You know what I'm trying to say? People like to, like, put people in boxes after a while. Like, you can be the spiritual person, but you can't curse. That doesn't make any sense to me. We're a whole – you're a whole human being. You have different facets of your yourself. And so that's kind of how, like, Selfish Babe started was that I just really wanted women – to really begin the concept of loving themselves. What does that mean? What actions am I doing? What am I saying to myself every day? And so when the app, when I released the app in April and um, I didn't really think the notifications were going to be a big thing. That was just kind of part of it. It wasn't the main aspect of it. And so when people were emailing me or DMing me, they were like, yeah, I really love the affirmations. It's helped me leave like this bad relationship or it's helped with my self-worth and different things like that. I was like, wow, this is really good because even if people don't really open the app that much, when they see that notification, they're seeing it. And then it's also being seen in their subconscious mind. So you're seeing something positive every single day, even if you're not really like super into it, you just kind of see it, right? And then when you're reading it to yourself, I write it as an affirmation. So there's a lot of I am's or I in there. So you're reading it to yourself, saying this to yourself. And also some people have told me that it's literally the only positive thing they see all day. And I never think about that because I saturate myself with a lot of positivity, whether it's my Instagram feed or just the people that I'm around. I'm just very aware of my energy. And so when other people tell me, oh, wow, this is literally the only positive thing I see all day. I'm like, wow, I never... I just kind of forgot about that. I forgot that it could literally be the only positive thing you see all day. And so that's pretty much how it came about. And um, I just started adding more content, like, you know, the blog articles, having the podcast, like what other things apart from these affirmations can be added to the app. And then now, you know, up and coming our self-love hub, which is basically going to be where women can learn from different other self-love teachers on different topics different aspects on how to love themselves. Because what I say for myself, I can talk all day. I can like teach and what I know all day, but I'm not the only teacher. I don't want anybody to ever look at me as the only person on self-love. There is so many other wonderful women and men that are speaking about self-love and I don't want to be the only one talking. Like I want everybody to be, have access to a lot of different people because I had access to a lot of different people and that has helped me on my self-love journey. It's not just one person's perspective. There's so many different perspectives. So that's pretty much how it started. <laughs> so where, where did like the, the, I guess, idea or the push to, to promote self-love come from? Was it, did you have a personal journey that affected you and you realized you needed self-love or like, where did that come about? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think I really started to be aware of me loving myself until like consciously until my first year of grad school, because in my first year of grad school, that's when I joined the sister circle and we all decided to use Queen of Fools book, Sacred Woman. And during her book, it's like a process, like you read it, but you do things. And so we were all doing the same things through this book. And from that, that's when I became more aware of like my language, 
more aware of like crystals, more aware of like essential oils and just different ways, meditation, different ways to kind of focus more on me. And, you know, when I began to realize that and I look, looked back on my life growing up, you know, I know that I didn't love myself. I didn't respect myself. Um, when I was younger, I was sleeping around a lot. I looked for a lot of male attention. My father died when I was like a baby. So I don't, I don't, didn't know him. And so for me growing up, I was seeking male attention in different ways, you know? And so I didn't love myself. And even in my last relationship, cause I was married at one point, I got married at 19, got divorced at 23. And at one point before I left that relationship, I asked myself, you know, if I had a daughter, would I want her to be in this relationship? And my answer was no. But, and I think that was a wonderful answer for me, but at the same time, I didn't say, well, Vanessa, you're in this relationship. Do you think you should be in this relationship? Like, I didn't put myself in that. I asked, I asked it outside of myself. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, why did I say, if I had a daughter, would y'all want her to be in a relationship instead of, hey, Vanessa, you're in this relationship. What do you think about it? You probably shouldn't be in this relationship, you know? And so it's just kind of looking back on the different experiences that I've had in my life that I know that I didn't love myself. And so now, the first year of grad school, 18, I was like, yeah, I was, you know, 22, 18, 19, 22, 22, 23, I was 23. And so, um, yeah, I just really, it, it, I just knew that I didn't love myself at all. And the first year of grad school is when I really started my first business as well, which was Goddess Detox. And so it was something that I was diving deeper into. And because I was diving deeper into it, I wanted to share my perspective with everybody else. So the shift happened for you after you read that book and you joined that sister circle as mm -hmm. far as self-love. Yeah, consciously, yeah. Consciously, okay, excellent. Mm -hmm. So you, you spoke about, well, I wanna, let me stay on Selfish Babe a little bit and then I'll switch over to Goddess Detox since that was your first mm -hmm. business. But Selfish Babe, I, I'm not sure when you started it exactly, but you now have over 100,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You released the app in, in April. How were you able to grow that um, to where it is now? Yeah, um, I believe that I started Selfish Babe. Um, like, okay, so I started Selfish Babe last summer. Not something that just passed, but last summer. So a little bit and, over a year old. Yeah, and wow. it was a website. And then through the website, I had a Facebook group. And then I was selling t-shirts with like self-love stuff on it. And I would go on my Facebook group and I just have different discussions on self-love stuff. And then eventually um, I was selling the t-shirts and then that's when the app idea came. And so in April that just passed, that's when I released the app. Now, um, I believe it was me releasing the app that really helped to grow Selfish Babe. Because yeah, you can have a website. Yeah, you can have the Facebook group. I can funnel people from my personal Instagram over to Selfish Babe. But it was like when people have this app and it does something like have a notification a day or it has all these things in it, it, it makes it more tangible for people. It's a more tangible product what, rather than I'm just going to be in this Facebook group or I'm just going to do this. It's, a, it's an app. It's a tangible product. And so... Um, I'm really good with social media marketing in terms of growth. So from my first business, I learned about social media marketing and social, using social influencers, like social media influencers in order to grow a business. And so that's what I did honestly to grow it. Um, I think it grew faster because people can 
put the the affirmations in their Instagram stories and tag us, or they can pull, you know, screenshot a post and tag us. And therefore, because they're sharing it on social media, more people are going to follow the page. Um, but social media marketing, mm, I love Instagram for this. I love Instagram because literally you can sit back and build your platform as well as build a business, a sustainable business through social media. And I love that because I feel like back in the day, uh, it wasn't as quote unquote easy uh, for people to do that. But now it is. And we have so much access. So I always tell people, use your technology for like your benefit. And so um, that's really how I was able to grow it through the app. But honestly, to grow the app is through social media marketing. So different people on Instagram pages would promote my app, you know, and these are paid, you know, paid, you can do paid advertisements with people, pay them a certain fee. They do it on, they have a big page that may have a hundred thousand people or 50,000 people or even 3000 people, you know, depending on your budget. And then they post it and they post a video or they do an IG swipe up. And then people are now funneling from that person's Instagram to your Instagram. And so, yeah, it was yesterday that we just hit hundred K. So thank you. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. No, that's awesome. And you know, I always say when you content is always king and when you share really good content uh, at some point, it'll start to, it'll start to grow and, and start to become effective. So uh, excellent, excellent. Like I said, you know, it was, you know, people that told me about you and uh, as I was going through it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So uh, let's kind of dive into your, your, your actual first business, but uh, you know, the, the second one that we're talking about, yeah. how does detox? I had a chance to take a look at it. Um, and it's definitely a female kind of actually, you know, kind of explain to me about, it. I think it's kind of sounds kind of weird with me talking about it because that's, you know, what the kind of product it is, but how did you, like, what is Goddess Detox for the people? And you said it was your first year in grad school. How yeah. did that kind of come about? Yeah, so Goddess Detox is a company that sells self-love inspired products to women. Primarily, we sell herbal vaginal products to women. So right now we sell our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, which is an all natural vaginal suppository. And we also sell our Queen Steam and Queen's Throne, which is basically a vaginal steam and seat combo that you can do in your own in the privacy of your own home instead of having to go to a spa or having to go somewhere else and so again first year in grad school sister circle queen of fool queen of fool is known about womb space about uterus space around about the vagina she talks about it. if you look up queen of fool that's what you're gonna get and so i'm learning all this stuff and so at one point in grad school um i was studying uh, I was doing my thesis on the psychology of skin bleaching. I have a Jamaican background. Um, and so skin bleaching was just very popular in Jamaican culture. And so I was really Bye. interested in that. Mm -hmm. I still love me some vibes cartel though. I will say that. I, 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 I'm hoping he gets out of jail soon, but I, I mean, I don't know. It's been, it's been a while. So we'll yeah, see. I'm affirming he gets out of jail soon, but I love his music. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, yeah. And so um, I was studying that. And there was a, a trip to Tanzania, which is on the um, eastern part of Africa, to go and study the psychology of skin bleaching. There's this professor at Georgia State University, Dr. Kelly Lewis, who studies the psychology of skin bleaching. And I was like, I want to go on this trip. And so I was raising money to go on this trip. And to raise money, wait, did you hear me? You can hear me, right? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, go ahead. No problem. To raise money, I originally started a company called Goddess and Godlike Creations. And that was my first ever company. That company was for men and women. And I sold scented shea butters and t-shirts with different sayings on it. 
And um, really, that's how I started Goddess Detox, because first it was Goddess and Godlike Creations to raise money for this Tanzania trip. That's what I would, that's how I even started the business. And then I was introduced to this herbal vaginal suppository that was made of all natural herbs. And I used it myself and I saw my results and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Other women should know about this. And so from that, I began selling it and I saw the results that other women were having. Again, I'm still learning about womb work. So then at one point I was just like, I think my business should be more woman focused. It shouldn't be men and women. I'm getting a lot more woman clientele anyway, you know, and I want to make it just more woman oriented. I feel like my, one of my purposes in life is to, is to work with women really. And so I shifted everything. It wasn't called goddess and godlike creations anymore. I changed it to goddess detox. And I said detox because we also sell, we sell self love inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. That's what it is. And so when, when I came about the Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls and I named them the Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, for me, it was more than just a physical experience. When we're talking about holistic health and holistic care, we're talking about mind, body, spirit, and soul. Like we're talking about all of that, all three of those. And so for me, I understand herbs. I understand energy. I understand the power of my word. I understand that everything is vibrating on a particular type of energy. And so with the Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, I implemented affirmations. I implemented women understanding their womb and understanding creation is there and understanding how divine it is to have a vagina, really. And so with the Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, you have this pearl. I'm just going to show because I have it here. You have this pearl. And it's, all, it's made of all natural herbs, right? So then... If I'm saying use the power of your words to set an intention and you speak these words into your goddess vaginal detox pearl, for example, if you're like, I want to detox my ex, I talk a lot about this. You want to detox your ex because, hey, you're sleeping around with different people or this one person, you want to get their energy out of your womb space, okay? So you want to speak the intention of removing your ex's energy from your, your womb space. You say that over the pearl and then you insert it into your vagina, so not only did you use the energy from the power of your words, you're also using the energy that's resonating with each herb in our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls. You insert it into your vagina. Now you have the energy of your womb space vibrating. So all of that is, is all in vibrational energy. Now I've had women that have told me they have had dreams of their exes packing up their shit and leaving the house. Okay. So for me, that is the spiritual experience. That is the tapping into the unseen world, because a lot of the things that we see in our physical reality is already manifesting in the unseen world. And so when women tell me that they are having dreams about their exes or, or certain things involving that because they set the, this intention, that for me shows them being aware. That for me shows them walking in divine alignment because it's like they are aware now of the power of their words. They are aware of, of the power of energy, of that energy exists that there's something going on in the unseen world before you hit, before it hits in the physical reality. And so that was really what Goddess Detox is, man. It's, it's really, it was, it's focused on womb space right now. We will have other products that are not focused on womb and the vagina, but, but it will always be products that are meant to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox 
detox. I feel like if a lot more women did this, this type of cleansing, a lot more women are going to be happy because you're, you hold on to a lot of shit. I think a lot of women do, and that we need to have something to release that. And so the goddess vaginal detox pearls does that as well as our queen steam for our vaginal steam it does the same thing it's starting with the womb because i do believe that with self-love women should be starting with their vaginas they should be reconnecting with their vagina i have a book called the power of looking at your yoni and the power of looking at your yoni is about women reconnecting with their vagina speaking affirmations in the, into the vagina and just kind of like acknowledging that part of themselves instead of ignoring it every day um so that's pretty much how goddess detox got started Nice. So how long did it take you, out of curiosity, how long did it take you to uh, write the book? So I'm in the process of, you know, writing minds. I'm actually in kind of the wrap-up phase now. So, and I know the journey of writing the book for me has been, you know, up and, up and down experience, right? I, I think that's the best way to describe, like, I could be on it for like two weeks and then <laughs> I'm like, yo, I don't feel like looking at this. Like, what was your journey like writing, writing yeah. that book? Um... It was easy. I'm going to tell you why it was easy. Um, Canva. I don't know if you heard of Canva, but I use Canva. And it's something that you can use to make graphics and different things like that. I know that when I have had my first book, I didn't want it to be... I didn't want it to be super lengthy, like this book, for example, like an everyday lengthy book. One day I will write something like this, but this is not what I wanted. I wanted a book that was pretty, I went to the book with lots of uh, visuals and the words are there, but it's colorful. When people opened it, it was colorful. Mm -hmm. and I didn't want it to be super long. I wanted to get to main to the message to the main point. And so basically I used Canva as if like I'm doing graphics and I'm writing like a little PowerPoint. And mm -hmm. then I just had somebody, um, a graphic designer, Upwork, if you're not using Upwork for freelance people, Upwork, I had her, she does eBooks. I had her do her designs. I had all the information. She put everything in. And then after that, it's like, okay, it's a pretty ebook, but it doesn't have to be an ebook. You can literally print this. And so then I found a publishing company that I could print it from. And then that was it. And then I looked up how to get the barcode. Like a lot of stuff for me, a lot of my stuff with businesses and writing books, it's self-research. I Google a lot of shit. I YouTube a lot of shit to do it on my, to do it on my own or I mm -hmm. find out else can do it for me and so um another advantage of using technology to your you know to your um to your benefit <laughs> um so for me it was easy because it wasn't a lot of information it's, it's kind of the same stuff i've been saying now when it comes to writing a a book that may be a little bit more lengthy like this or that i have more a lot more things to say in it I do agree. It will be an up and down journey. Some days you will be on it for two weeks and some days you're not going to be on it for another week and a half. And I think that's with anything, honestly, because I have projects that I'm working on that I'm like, okay, I'm like, even building, even with building selfish, babe, I'm working on this. I'm working on this. I can take a whole three or four weeks to read somebody's blog post that they submitted for selfish, babe, that I know I have to put up, that I'm going to have to put up. But I could have did that three weeks ago, but I didn't really feel like doing it right then. You know what I'm trying to say? So I think different things are going to grab your attention. But as long as you keep the perspective of this is going to be released, I'm going to finish this. And you actually work towards that. Even if it's not every day, I think it's fine. And so I'm happy that you're writing a book. And I'm happy that, you know, you're in the process of finalizing that. And I think that's amazing. Like, every, everybody should write a book at, you know, at some point in their life. So the fact that you have this podcast, you're writing a book, you know. 
I see good things for you. So I'm glad that you're doing that. <laughs> I, well, I, I definitely appreciate it. What kind of doors have has uh, Selfish Babe or Goddess Detox uh, opened up for you? You know, now that you have such a, a big platform uh, with two different IG pages, obviously, yeah, tons of DMs and emails. Mm-hmm. What kind of doors has has that opened up for you? All right, so let me tell you a story. So, with Goddess Detox, people were so like negative about it. Negative about the goddess fashion detox pearls what like what is this blah 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 you don't need to detox your ex you don't need to have anything in your vagina blah 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 when in reality in indigenous cultures and indigenous practice that women have practiced we did use herbs in our vagina it's actually a fact it's not it's not made up actually a fact and we actually use herbs um to steam our vaginas so that was like a whole negative thing but now it's becoming a lot more positive. A lot more people are, because we've been around for three years, Goddess Detox, it's like, oh, wow, I've heard about this. I've heard about this. We've gained more credibility, and so it's not more positive. I will say this, though. I will get people, I, different IG pages that I do advertise with, people will not advertise my Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls. I came up with the Vaginal Steam. People are more likely to advertise the vaginal steam than they are to advertise the goddess vaginal detox pearls. Now, mm. in terms of what doors have opened, um, I think with Selfish Babe, because it has nothing to do with the vagina, I'm going to be real, because it has nothing to do with the fucking vagina, people are more likely to post it. They want to spread the word. Um, with, with my podcast on Selfish Babe, I've been able to interview some different people on Instagram that are like self-love influencers. And because I'm also going to be having these people teach on the app, it has opened doors in terms of just growing another, growing a circle of, of self-love influencers. It's honestly what it is because it's like, I have this platform called selfish babe and it's growing and, and I'm going to be, and I'm going to be real with you. And I, this may sound petty as fuck, but I don't mean to sound petty as fuck. It's just like, when you start something, right. Mm-hmm. And it's small. It's small. It's not a lot of people, right? Let's say we got like 5,000 people on the app and just not a lot of people on. You start something. People may not really want to work with you like that, right? But then they see you growing. Now we're at 87,000 women that have the app. They see that we're 100K now, 100K on Instagram. I may have emailed you two or three months ago to teach on this app. Willing to pay. Willing to pay. And now... I haven't heard back from you. Okay. From a year from now, I'm pretty sure you're going to want to teach on this app to grow your following. I'm just saying, like, people, it's funny. It's like, you know, people don't want to, because I know myself, though, and I know when I do shit, I do it right. And Mm -hmm. I know when I do stuff, it's going to blow up. It's like some people are not going to want to work with you because you're small right now. And I get that. But if I see somebody that is growing and I see like their tenacity, I'm willing to work with that. But I've noticed that with Selfish Babe, it's like, hmm, in the beginning, even when I was advertising, I may not get as many followers as I did now. Why is that? Because let's say my page was like at 2000 and I was advertising it and I may get maybe a hundred to 500 followers from an advertisement. But now that Selfish Babe is at hundred K, People look at the page like, oh, I got to follow it. I got to follow it. It's a big page. It's more credibility. People feel more like, dang, I'm missing out on something because it's, it's so many followers. How could I not follow this page compared to when the page was at 2,000? You may not even really want to follow it because they didn't have a lot of followers. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And so I just say that Selfish Babe has opened up 
for me, a, a larger audience. It continues to open up a larger audience, a global reach, okay? We have women from all over the world that have this app. I have women in India that tell me, or when I see people's phones and they're in different languages and they screenshot the affirmation and it's in a different language, that makes my heart so happy because it's like, wow, we really are an international global brand, which is what I wanted Selfish Babe to be. I wanted Selfish Babe to be have global reach because everybody has their phone it's global. It's a free app to download. Why not? You know what I'm trying to say? So that's what I'll say right now. And also it's going to continue to open doors in terms of maybe some self-love influencers that probably wouldn't have talked to me five months ago, may be willing to talk to me now. You know what I'm trying to say? Because the platform is so big, they see the worth and the value of it and how it can help their brand as well. Um, so that's what I'll say for now. That's what I'll say for now. Are you a one-man band? Like, are, is it just you running two <laughs> iconic, you know, some of the iconic brands by yourself? No, it's not. Um, I have a partner. I have a business partner. And so my business partner answers the emails, answers the DMs for Goddess Detox. Um, I have an intern that works on the affirmations and the selfish truths that go out in the app. And so... And I also use a lot of freelance work. And so I can find freelance worker from Fiverr or Upwork.com. I prefer Upwork. I think it's a, be a lot better. But Upwork.com, where maybe I need a, a graphic designer. Maybe I need a video, um, a video editor. Because I have a, a video editor that I use for a lot of my videos. Um, and so, and now I'm just now building a team of blog writers. I just solidified my team of blog writers that get paid to write the blog. So I have four women. And first, they didn't get paid. I just wanted to see, like, how they wrote. And I had to see, what did I want for my blogs? Again, it has to be relatable. It has to have a homegirl feel. If the writer don't got no curse words and no gyps in it, I don't want it. You know what I'm trying to say? I want it to be very relatable. And so for me, curse words are just flavorful language. And yeah, so, <laughs> and so um, yeah, it's not by myself. I'm, in the, I'm in, literally in the process of building a team. And for me, a best team is a satellite team. I don't, I don't want to have to go to an office and, and sit out at a desk. I mean, I have an office in my house, but I don't want to go to a, another office and sit at my desk and have to look at people's faces. And I don't say that to be rude. I just like my space and I like yeah. my energy. But if I can tell you how to do something over the, over the phone or online and you know, you know how to do it and you're still delivering, a satellite team is the best. So it's not by myself. I can never do all that I do by myself. I feel like um, what I'm learning more in terms of having an impact on the world, it's going to take a great team. And you're going to have to want, you're going to have to have people that believe in like the same thing that you believe in or see the vision, you know, and, and see the purpose in it. And so I always tell people whenever they have their brands or their businesses, you know, what's like, I may be selling this product, but what's the actual purpose of my overall brand? What's the impact? It's not just this product, you know, or it's not just the app. If you have an impact, the people are going to come, you know what I'm trying to say? So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not a one person thing. Cause I could never do that by myself. I'd be so totally stressed out. And I was stressed out for a while when it was, when I was growing goddess detox and orders were coming in and I was by myself shipping stuff. And I was like, what the hell? Like you can literally. Did you, did you ever expect both companies to be as big as they currently are and growing was like when you first launched yeah. both of these whether it be selfish babe or goddess detox goddess detox being the first obviously did yeah. you see it being as big as it is today 
I think when I first started Goddess Detox, I didn't think it was going to be that big. I mean, not that I was like, oh, this is nothing and nobody's going to like buy anything. I didn't think that. It was just I didn't think, oh, this is going to be a big brand. I just didn't think that either. Mm -hmm. But then after I learned social media marketing and I learned how to advertise, I said, oh, okay. And I just kept running with that because I've, I've tried other forms of advertising. I've tried Facebook ads. I've tried little Instagram ads, but I think the best ads I've ever done was literally working with a bigger Instagram page and having them repost my stuff. Like that has literally been the best strategy for me. And so after I learned that, I was like, I can make this big. And then with Selfish Babe, I already knew that that was, that was going to be big. And the reason I already knew that is because my ancestors told me directly, because I work a lot with my ancestors, because I do do African spirituality and ancestor veneration is just a big part of that, which is just honoring your ancestors. And so my ancestors told me to do the app. They told me do the app. And at that time, I didn't know how I was going to do this app. I contacted app people. They wanted thousands of dollars. And I would, but, but somehow something came through where I could do an app. And so I got the app and I already knew. I said, I want Selfish Babes to be a global brand. I want women all over the world. So now I'm already steeped in my personal development. I'm already steeped in the power of manifestation. I'm already steeped with understanding that I can create my damn reality. And so by Selfish Babe, I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be fucking big. It's going to be huge. I know how freaking huge it's going to be. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's not to be arrogant. I just know what it is. And I know my energy and I know what I want. And I know what the universe wants. And I know it's purely divine. If my ancestors said to do it, I already know how fucking big it's going to be. So mm. that's my. <laughs> do you think that, and that, it's, it's funny, you said, not really funny you said that, but, you know, like I, so I have like a book club that I do once a week. Uh, today is actually the day I'm doing it later. Uh, mm. you know, I speak at different, you know, different events, do different things. And I think because I'm expected, I'm expected to have a certain level of personal development, it kind of forces me to continue to do that. Do you think Selfish Babe really like drives that to where, you know, you have to continue to get better. You have to continuously, you know, personally develop. You have to do that. Is that almost like a, like a guiding like force for you to continue to do it? Continue to do what? As far as, as far as getting better on her. So for me, like I started this book club, I started my book club because I wanted to, to hold myself accountable to make sure I'm reading at least one book at minimum a month. So I, I have a call every single week. And in order for me to, you know, lead and host this call, I have to make sure I'm reading, right? So oh, that's smart. <laughs> that, that kind of forced me. So on the days where I don't do it, I don't feel like doing it. I'm like, I, I need to get it together because I'm getting ready to host a call on this and this chapter and I need to read it, right? So yeah. that's what that, I created that book club because I want to hold myself accountable, right? It wasn't really... It, it, it's great for other people, yes, and you know you build community, but it was almost like a selfish thing why I did it. Yes, and that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> selfish days, I got it. <laughs> yeah, that is perfect. Um, I think that's amazing that you did that because yeah, it's great to have it with community, but now you're actually holding yourself accountable because you know that you're leading this. So I think that's wonderful. Now, do I feel like I have to constantly be on it? I'm gonna say yes and no, and the reason I say this is because. Um, when I was first really diving into like spiritual, into personal development leaders, for example, like maybe a Lewis House or a Lewis Hayes or um, 
there's this one woman I love, Florence Shin. She's like this old, um, this old um, spiritual leader, but her, her work is so amazing on affirmations and the power of your word. Florence Shin. Um, and there's other people. Um, I was like super like, dang, I got to read. I got to listen to my Audible. I, I would listen to a lot of Audible books. I would read some books. I would sign up for different courses and I would learn a lot of, from their perspective. And then there became a point where I was like, I need to like figure this out for myself in terms of like, it's great to hear other people's opinions on things and their works. And I've learned a lot from them. I've learned a lot from what I've, I've read, but it became a point where I was like, I have to go within to figure this out because even though it has a lot to do with spirituality and a law of attraction and stuff, there's still this huge self-love component. And I think with self-love, a lot of it is, is, is personal experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk a lot about personal experiences because that's where you decide, am I going to love myself today or am I not going to love myself today? You know, you go through these different personal experiences. And so I say, the reason I say no, because I don't feel like I have to constantly be reading a book or constantly listening to Audible or any of that. I took a break from that, honestly. I'm reading the Florence Shin book now off and on, but I'm not like pressuring myself about it. Um, because I have a lot of personal experience. (laughs) I've moved to Atlanta about a year and a half ago. And, um, one of my big things since being here is working on building my sister circle, building my friends here, building a community of women that are, I believe I can go to. And so I, at once, at one point I thought I was here to make friends, but then a message from spirit told me, no, 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 you're not here to make friends, Vanessa. You're here to um, gain sisters. And so my level of friendship that I am working on here is on a whole deeper level than I think everybody's used to. I think a lot of people have very shallow friendships and they are not to a depth at all. And it's pretty um, interesting. And so me working on my building my sister circle here, building my friendships here has really been a self, it's been a whole self-love thing. I've been frustrated. I thought I was crazy for wanting deeper relationships. I thought nobody wanted deeper relationships. Then I was like, oh no, people actually do want deeper relationships, Vanessa. You just kind of got to show them how that looks because they don't know how that looks like. And so then it became, well, Vanessa, I am really authentically expressing myself as who I am as a person. And, bef- and I think sometimes people think that when they express themselves as who they really are, they think I'm crazy or they think nobody's going to accept me for this, right? And so for me, the more that I have been being me and being myself, even when I think nobody else has ever done this or it looks crazy, that's me choosing myself. That's me showing self-love and through my experiences that's when i can write my selfish affirmations which is the selfish babe affirmations that's when i can write my selfish truths that's when i can um blog about it on my personal instagram at olenike osi where i talk about different self-love experiences i may run a bath with lots of herbs in it because i know the spiritual properties of the herbs i'm going to speak my affirmations into my bath then i'm going to get into my bath and then i'm going to journal and i'm going to see what spirit has to tell me and that's an all internal work. That's not me reading a book. That's not me reading, listening to a podcast. That's not me listening to Audible. That's just me with myself and source to create a universe, my ancestors. That's me working with spirit. Like that's just what it is. And so I don't feel like I have to always be on it, but I'll say, yes, I have to choose. I have to always choose myself. And if I don't choose myself, I'll learn a lesson too. 
and it's still content. It's content to give, and it's relatable content. So that's what I was saying. Why, why Atlanta out of all the cities? <laughs> so um, I got a tarot card reading. Again, I said I'm a very spiritual person. A tarot card reading is when somebody is very in tune with spirit, and they use different cards that have spiritual messages to pull. And based on the spread that they pull, they all tell a story. And so one day I got a tarot card reading from my good friend, good uh, sister, elder named Kat. And um, I asked, you know, I was ready to leave Tallahassee. I was in Tallahassee for seven and a half years. I was ready to go. And, but I know I didn't want to go back to South Florida. I wanted to go somewhere different. And so I asked, you know, should I move to New York? Should I move to California? California? Or should I move to Atlanta? And so she divined in all three locations Atlanta was the most supported by my ancestors. My ancestors said, yes, Atlanta's the place. And my boyfriend, he actually um, went to Clark Atlanta University. So he knew a little bit about Atlanta as well. And so we're both moving from Tallahassee to Atlanta. I said, yes. And some people may think that's crazy. Damn, you, you divine away, you should move. And then you decide and you, they said yes on this and you moved. I mean, I think that's walking in faith. That's walking in, that's the walking in belief. Like why, if I know that I don't want to be in Tallahassee anymore, why, why would I, you know, torture myself and stay in Tallahassee for two years because I'm not sure what, where I'm going. I'd rather go to somebody that can divine for me or, or ask spirit myself for more clarity, have three choices that I want to go. And then, and then one that's, um, one that is supported, go there. And so that's what I did. That's why I'm in Atlanta. And I'm very happy to be in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. It still gives the city vibes. I hate that there's not a beach like there is in Fort Lauderdale. That's the only thing. But I do love Atlanta, and I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's been a really good experience. Nice. I actually just uh, interviewed uh, a couple of days ago a friend of mine that uh, she's actually uh, an astrologer, right? So she does the tarot card readings and, and all of that. And I asked her, and I'm going to ask you what you think about this. How does, uh, I guess, astrology and, you know, I guess the reading of the cards play into, um, I guess, religion, right? So uh, mm -hmm. what, I, what I specifically asked her is growing up, because she she's also has a Caribbean background. She's Haitian. And yeah. I, I said, you know, growing up, at least, at least for me, and I'm also of a Caribbean background, I'm Jamaican. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you look at that, when you think of, you know, card readings and, you know, all of that, you think of, you know, the negative, you know, devil, you know, just things of that nature. So how does, you know, you playing into that? Are you really, you know, I guess, believing in the spirits and, you know, tarot card readings and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I guess, play into religion for you and at least what your, your parents or your immediate family uh, thought? Yeah, so growing up, I grew up in a Christian household, Jamaican. Um, I'm not Christian. I think for me, actually, I know for me, um, Christianity just never re really resonated with me at all. I uh -huh. always questioned it. Um, at one point, I was agnostic. At one point, I was atheist. At one point, I would go to my friend's churches and stuff. My friend was is Haitian, and she would go to a seven-day seven-day Adventist okay. church, and I, you know, learn about all that. And even during college, it still just never resonated with me. When I went to uh, grad school at FAMU, and there was a, they have a course called Black Psychology, really. It's, it's a master's in community psychology, but it's really Black psychology. And uh -huh. for me, with Black psychology, I learned about the ancestors. I learned about what were our ancestors doing before Christianity? Because mm -hmm. that's I, I always wanted to know that. And so when I learned about things like Santeria, 
things like Haitian Vodun, things like Ifa, which is all different African spirituality paths, I learned that a lot of our, our ancestors hid hid what they did under Christianity and Catholicism. So when you look at Catholicism, it's Catholicism and Santeria, basically the same thing. People that practice Santeria were showing that they were practicing Catholicism, but they were really practicing um, Santeria. And so when I learned all of that, it resonated with me more and it made sense. So what I tell people is that I think you should explore your spirituality and your religion and go what resonates with you the most. I think that um, your heart knows what it wants. And so if something's resonating with you, then you F heavy with that. If something's not resonating with you, then don't F with it. I just knew that Christianity wasn't my thing. Um, I told my mom, I told my mom I'm not Christian. I told my mom I practice Ifa. I told my mom that I do tar- I get tarot card readings. She doesn't really support that, but at least she knows. I just mm-hmm. don't want to be out here hiding shit because I can tell the world, I can tell a whole bunch of strangers my whole entire life. And I just want my mom to know me as yeah. who I am in this world. And so, um, yeah, she doesn't really super supportive. She's Christian, and that's cool. That's what she. That's what resonates with her. It just doesn't resonate with me. Um, but there's similarities. You know, there's still a creator. I may yeah. not say God. I may say creator because I may not think that God is a man. You know, yeah. my personal belief. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. Was there one more thing? Oh, astrology. Okay. So when it comes to like astrology and tarot card readings. For me, that all is coming from spirit. That's all coming from the universe. And so um, I I love astrology because it really focuses on the energy of like, for example, if you got your natal chart done, if you haven't gotten your natal chart done, get your natal chart done by an astrologer. But basically it just shows where the planets were at the time that you were born and the energy around you. So when people talk about their different signs, like, oh, I'm an Aquarius or I'm a Leo, it kind of describes a little bit about your personality. With your natal chart, you can like, learn about your personality you can learn about the negative traits you have from back in the day to where you're going now in your future what are the positive traits of what sign that you're going towards in your future for example my north node this may sound very like people don't know what this is but google it north node is in capricorn my south node is in cancer and so if i know so that means the south node is like your roots. And so the negative aspects of stuff about you growing up, the cancer negative aspects. Now, in order for me to move forward in my purpose and in my life and to grow and to have success, I'm going to be learning the positive traits of a Capricorn because that's where I'm going, my north star. That is where I'm headed. Astrology teaches that. I don't know if the Bible teaches that. You know what I'm trying to say? And so I just feel like when it comes to like religion, of course, choose what you want to do. You can still be Christian and still be into astrology. You can still be Christian and still have an ancestor altar. Why? I'm going to tell you a fact. Because a lot of um, older Christians, older Baptists, they were Baptists, but they all had ancestor altars honoring their ancestors. It was, it's, all, it's always been there. We always, entered, always honored our ancestors. And if you look at other cultures, they're always honoring their ancestors as well. Go to like a nail shop and see a little statue in the corner with a, the with a, uh, incense and something. That's honoring their ancestors. And so um, I think people can dabble in whatever they want. I want people to think for themselves. Um, just because you're into astrology and tarot doesn't mean you can't be Christian. And just because you are Christian doesn't mean you can't do other certain things. Yeah, the stuff that we've been told on TV is really negative, but you have to do your own personal research um, and you will see so much beauty in it. There is so much beauty in African spirituality. There is so much beauty in honoring the ancestors. There's 
so much beauty in learning about the energy of the planets. There's so much beauty in seeing the tower card. So whatever is calling you, go for it. It's, it's your life. Literally, it's your life. I just don't want people to be boxed in. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, you know, I had, I was so enlightened when I interviewed her. Um, so she, she gave me a lot of great insight and, you know, I asked her the same question and, and she told me like a lot of religions stemmed from, you know, energy and stuff like that. So um, it was good. Well, I don't want to take... Wait, what's her, do you remember her name? Yes, her name is Akila. Akila, cool. Yes, Akila. I can, I'll definitely, you know, connect you if you want. Is she from Tallahassee? No, she oh. is originally from New York. She lives in Canada now, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. Um, nice. So, yeah, so she, yeah, she's amazing. Um, so, yeah, but uh, before I let you go, is I definitely want you to um, let people know, like, your different handles or where they could reach you. I have a question for you because I'm I'm gonna post this podcast on Selfish Babe too. My oh. question is, um, from a male perspective, what is what do you think about Selfish Babe? Like, what do you think about the 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 aspect of women selfishly and authentically loving themselves? Like, what is your perspective on that? Uh, I think for so long, um, women have been told to suppress their voice, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that what Selfish Babe does is helps give women a voice where they don't, they may not necessarily have one or feel like they have one. There's still many women in relationships that they shouldn't be in. There's still many women that hold their tongue when they're supposed to say something. There's a lot of, and I'm not saying it's exclusive to women, right? Men as well, but we've been societal based. It's been, you know, shifted that, you know, women are inferior to men, whether that's on the pay scale, whether that's, uh, in relationships, whatever that looks like. So I think Selfish Babes just allows women to be more expressive and really give them an opportunity to, you know, outwardly pour out who they are. So mm-hmm. I, I love that platform because it just, it, you know, I'm, I'm really big, like you said, on, you know, thoughts are things and positive affirmations, journaling, things like that. I think that's extremely important. And when you're able to kind of, you know, see who you want to be and kind of internalize it, you're able to be able to express, express it a lot more. And I think that's, you know, I think your platform allows women to find their voice if they don't have one, right? It gives them that opportunity to say, you know, I am great. I am, I am amazing. You know, these things that, like you said, some people don't like a lot of times they don't hear, right? So if you're able to tell it to yourself, then you're able to portray it out into the world. So um, my thoughts on it to answer your question is I think, it, I think what you're doing is amazing. I think it's positive uh, for women and you know, keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. <laughs> See, guys, no oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying this for my personal podcast. See, Selfish <laughs> Babe, you got to support the males too, okay? So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that, I mean, that's kind of, I think that's really how the 1% mindset came about and how I came up with it was, you know, it really stemmed from at first being able to read, right. Being able to consistently do something. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. And, you know, a lot of my audience knows it, but I, like I said, I created the, I created this book club so I can read. And one year, I actually was last December, really. I noticed that the people in the book club weren't reading, right. They weren't consistent. And, at the time, I said, you know what? Why, why aren't they doing it? I tried to figure out why they weren't doing it. So I calculated on the, club, on, like, on the call and I said, you know, there's 720 hours in a month, a 30-day month. I yeah. said, it may take you six to seven hours to read an entire book. A lot of times it's a lot less. But I said, maybe six to seven hours if you're doing a bigger book. 
So that's less than 1% of your month I'm asking you for. Not less than, not 1% of your day, not 1% of your, <laughs> less than 1% of your month. And yeah. I did that and it like struck a chord. And then maybe two or three weeks later, I was like, let me do a video. So in, uh, in 2000, January, 2017, yeah, January, 2017, I created a video behind that. And by my standards, like it, like within like a day, I have 5,000 views, 50 plus shares on Facebook. And I was like, whoa, people were feeling this. So yeah. I started creating videos every single month. And then yeah. at the end of last year, December, 2017, December, January, 2017, 2018, uh, I said, you know, let me see who supports me. Let me come out with a shirt. Right, yeah. kind of just selling shirts, and I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know anything, and I reverted back to that video, the one percent. So I was like, "Oh, the one percent." Mm-hmm. But most people think of um, like socioeconomic status, financial, and I was like, "It's not necessarily that." There's a certain kind of mindset you have to have yes. to whether it's obtain certain, um, not necessarily wealth, but just just the mindset that you have to have as far as dedication, the different yes. disciplines that you need. Yes. And yes. I was like, "The one percent." it's a mindset and that's literally how that came about. And I was like, okay, let me create this social media handle. Let me do this, this, this. And then that's how it came about. And when I had it for the first six months, I was just randomly doing things. Again, I didn't like, I believed in the principle, but I didn't have, um, I didn't really make it into a business. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't do any of that. And then I said, you know what, this is actually a really good brand. I think people, um, you know, based on the principles can do it. So I came out with a motivational album in June, June of this year, I came out with a motivational album um, called You Versus You, which is basically the battle of yourself. And, Mm. you know, that did, that did pretty well. Mm. Um, And yeah, and then that's kind of the story of how that started. So it's, it's still in this infant stage, but as I continue to, to, you know, meet people, connect with people, um, get great advice from, from people like you. Um, I, I definitely know it will continue to grow because it's a, it's a space that people lack. Like you said, you know, people yeah. always need to find their voice. They need to build self-confidence and they need to understand that, you know, it, it definitely, it takes work for anything, but as you continue yeah. to grow in your disciplines, um, you can create the life yeah. that you want and that you choose. And that's literally what it is. It's about creation. And I feel like, and I really love that name, the 1% mindset, because honestly, really, it is what it is. Like, and be real, a lot of people um, will just continue to be followers and continue to just um, go through life and go through the motions. But when you sit back and you start to realize that you, 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 you can't just keep going through the motions, like you literally have choices every single day and you want to actively live your life, it's having that 1% mindset, right? And it's doing those things and it's learning new things and, and just, man, when, when I say it's really all mindset, man, like it really is all mindset. And so I'm glad that you're doing this work. And um, have you ever heard of the 20 something, the rich, the rich, sure. yeah, I actually know Daniel very well. We went to yeah. college together. Um, so yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you kind of remind me of him. That's what I was asking. Oh, really? Well, I need to tell him. That means I got great things ahead of me. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So definitely keep it up and keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, I just, I like the, the reason I even agreed to this podcast is because I see your tenacity. Like I look at, at what people are doing and like what they've done on their own first, because I think a lot of times people feel like, well, I can't do anything on my own. And they didn't never start. But when I see people do things on their own first and, and to see where it builds up on their 
your own then i'm like okay yeah yeah like so the reason I agree to this podcast because I see your tenacity. I see the work that you're doing and I see that you're actively doing it. You know what I'm trying to say? And so um, I'm glad that you had me on and I'm glad that you're going to be also on the Selfish Babe podcast. So for my Selfish Babe listening, definitely check out the 1% Mindset. Where can they find you? And then I'll tell them where. They can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is amazing. Uh, no, so you guys can find me at the one, the number one percent mindset on IG or Facebook. Uh, that's the business page. My personal, uh, my name is Michael Ducille. So you can find me at michael.ducille, D-U-C-I-L-L-E. So that's where you can find me. Um, and, and then where the, the you versus you? So the you versus you, that's actually on, um, so on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, all of them. So you can just search, um, you can search my name, Michael Ducille, and then it's uh, the 1% Mindset presents You Versus You. Okay. And you can see it there. It's 11, 11 amazing tracks. What I love about it is with all the feedback I got, everyone had a different favorite track. And that's because depending on where you are in life, you're able to um, relate to something, right? I speak mm-hmm. about many things from fear, from, you know, and I, I'm really good at creating you know, using an analogy or a story to really resonate or relate to what you're going through. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's, uh, yeah, that's where you, the you versus you is. Um, you know, it's so amazing how this, this shifted towards and, you know, you do, you do a really good job at that. That's good. So, you know, that's <laughs> what you're <promoting> me. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yeah, so, um, for those listening to the 1% Mindset, so my name is Vanessa White but I go by Olanike OC. You can find me on Instagram at Olanike OC, O-L-A-N-I-K-E-E-O-S-I. You can follow also, also at Selfish Babes. That's Selfish Babes with an S on Instagram. You can also go to selfishbabe.com and you can download the free Selfish Babe app in Google Play as well as the Apple App Store for free. Look up Selfish Babe and you'll see it. And you'll get daily affirmations and self-love notifications to your phone we also have the selfish babe selfish talk podcast and we also have our blogs and more things coming so thank you nice you're doing amazing things amazing things thank you again so much we'll definitely talk offline but uh for everyone listening just you know again follow uh selfish babes i follow follow everything she's an amazing amazing (laughs) person i love what she's doing she's a fellow Broward County resident as well. So, you know, there's, there's definitely some connection there. So thank you so much, guys. This is the 1% Mindset Podcast. And, you know, for, for your followers, it's, it's also, you know, the Selfish Babes Podcast. Selfish Babes, Selfish Talk. <laughs> Bye, loves. Take care, guys.